I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lafondra looking to get side of Von. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points ready. Hello and welcome to everybody's favourite podcast of the year, the 2023 Review Podcast. Part one, part one. This is, uh, there's been so many moments this year that we decided to split it up into two podcasts. This one's going to cover January through to basically when we got relegated. So it's going to be a really upbeat, really happy just full of joy this podcast i think matt well we seemingly like depression at reading fc and epr because what we've been we've been talking about depression and kind of um bad moments for seemingly forever so um hopefully we'll be able to put some cheer on it though being christmas unlikely but we'll do our best i mean fingers crossed we're recording this just before christmas so there is a bit of christmas spirit in the air um but yeah that first half of the year paul wasn't a lot of fun, really, was it? So ah, hopefully, like some fun moments in the podcast, at the very least. Uh, any kind of relation to the word of fun on the first half of the season, um, you'd have to be a complete and utter. Wow, I don't know what you'd have to be. Um, I'll probably get myself involved in trouble there if I use those words. But um, I, yeah, it was a disaster, absolute disaster. Um, Possibly the worst six months of supporting Reading. You think that no, no, no. part two it's comes along? <laughs> yeah, I say the last six months have run it very close. Yeah, I was going to say it has got even worse. But one thing I will say is I want to say thanks to our sponsors, Phantom Bruco and Blue Collar Street Food. Uh, really appreciate your support. But more importantly, to everyone who listens to the podcast, thank you so much. We have had a record year absolutely amazing amount of people listening to you in fact we've even virtually doubled amount of listeners since 2021 which is pretty crazy um considering the team has just been so so bad so thank you for that we do appreciate it yeah i don't know what it is there must be some people out there who just really love hearing us sound quite depressed and sad talking about reading but yeah as paul says we we appreciate everybody who listens so 
with that out of the way, shall we get on with uh, talking about the first half of the year? We'll talk about some key moments here. Uh, let's start off when things looked almost rosy, really, back in January. And Reading were actually ahead by two goals in a game before half time, Matt Lansley, against QPR, if you can cast your mind back that far. And it, mm. it was almost looking quite good. We we asked people, you know, some, you know, what was your most memorable moment of the year and what was your worst moment of the year? Nobody mentioned this at all. It's almost like it's just the forgotten moment. But can you remember Jeff Hendricks scoring two goals in one game? Um, I can actually, and not just because um because I've rewatched them, um, but because the first one was an absolute peach. Um yeah, that that game it felt or well, certainly looking back at it. That was the start of the demise, wasn't it? I mean, we had some iffy kind of results. I think we had Stoke just before that, and kind of it was a, it was a not a troublesome January, but we struggled um, at the start of the year, and that to to to, to come away losing. I think what, what no, it wasn't losing. It felt like a loss. It coming away drawing. It was um, yeah, it, it, that signified what was to come for sure. Um, but somehow it did get a little bit better before then, before it started getting even worse but but yeah the the moment i remember from that is just that jeff hendrick first goal because it was it was a stunner 30 yards i think it was on the volley or was it on the volley i know it just it skimmed the grass and i just remember watching it going clipping the post one of those just satisfying goals to see one of the uh answers we had for player of the year we did ask for player of the year like i'm not quite sure how many people managed to take this one too seriously because obviously we had one person who did say Jeff Hendrick was their player of the year because he must have been fantastic as a footballer to be able to be the first name on the team sheet each week, Paul, because, you know. Hello, Mrs. Hendrick. Uh, Yes, your mum has voted for you. Well done. (laughs) He hid his ability so well last last season, didn't he? It's incredible. I genuinely would forget he ever played for Reading, I think, in in two years' time. I'm sure Sheffield Wednesday fans are... um, uh thinking probably the same um they're doing well with him in the team aren't they um but yeah jeff hendrick's such an odd odd player he could score fantastic goals really fantastic goals but then you think oh did he play today <laughs> where where was he what had he done he was the master of going through about 70 80 minutes without having than anything of any real influence repeatedly and you think on the plus oh. side he was probably the one he was probably the one in that midfield that didn't actually do anything like wrong but that's because he wasn't doing anything well, at least he wasn't that, he and made mistakes. not tracking players didn't he back he was absolutely world class at that when it came True. to like losing a runner he was like hendrick time is in is like, mm-hmm. i mean we had a lot of them so it wasn't just him alone but it, he yeah it's fair to say the engine on him is uh completely your completely gone hasn't it really but the waste packet is still coming in and fair play to him because um he's doing well isn't he i mean yeah he's still still a newcastle player technically i think isn't he so Mm. sure he's sure he's earning that earning that dollar somewhere um being at sheffield wednesday now and don't quite know how he's managed to get another championship club based on last season's performances but somehow he did uh yeah that qpr game finishing 2-2 at the time, it felt like a bit of a disaster, you know, going two 0 up against QPR, going and then dropping two points against them, only drawing. They came back in the 65th and the 85th minute, and uh, 
you know, they got the got the equaliser for Tyler Roberts. I think weren't we linked with Tyler Roberts at some point over summer? I want to say um, potentially, maybe, maybe I'm making that up. Probably am. Um, but they got the equaliser um, through Tyler Roberts' 80th minute. We dropped two points to them, and I, I do remember leaving that game and thinking, it, "I'm not that worried about relegation still at that point." Um, and then coming up after that, we had a couple of games after that following that. We, we lost late on against Sunderland, and we had three games, Matt, kind of back to back in the middle of February, where we played Rotherham and then Cardiff and Blackpool, who were all in that relegation battle. It, it felt like a very, very big week at that point. And I, I do seem to remember that when we played uh, Sunderland away, that it almost felt that as long as you then went into the next three and did well in those three games, that actually it didn't matter so much about the results before, because those three games were just massive at the time. I think, I think as well, we were saying just win your home games as well. Because I mean, Cardiff, Cardiff were down there. You know that they, they, they were they, they were doing the worst. But I'm pretty sure Rotherham and Blackpool, they they were the ones that were doomed at that point. You know, they were the ones I'm pretty sure that were there, ready to go. Um, and it was like just win those two, and you'll be fine. And we did, but you had the absolute debacle that was of Cardiff City, kind of wedged in the middle. When you actually look at the fixtures, it actually the way they actually fall is actually quite amusing looking back on it. Um, because because yeah, you you went from winning in the last minute against Rotherham to losing in the last minute at Cardiff Way, and then all of um, Paul Ince's uh, post match comments. I I think that's the last time we've won a game in the last minute, isn't it? Since since then, we haven't done it again. Mm, the Vickers won later on in this season. Not quite the last yeah. minute. Yeah. It's late, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah eight yeah. six for Vickers. Um, but 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 yeah, but then 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 you obviously had Blackpool away and the Blackpool away game. No matter how bad that Cardiff City game was, what was it? We were 12, 13 points clear of relegation there with I think the same amount of games to play. And you kind of thought at that point it's not been great this season, but we've done our objective of staying up. I mean, Paul. Yeah. How... Can I just say, I want to roll back to that Sunning game, because on the train on the way back, both me and Alex and Matt had all had enough. And we all kind of went our separate kind of, you know, we're on the same carriage, but we're all sat on our own. And me and Alex... <laughs> no, 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 Paul, we were sat together. Alex and me yeah, we went, went, went we off were, his own, because we I were talking moved. to it. For... Because <laughs> what happened, everyone, was Matt started talking so there's random Americans who come all the way over from, I don't know, somewhere in Florida or somewhere to watch uh, Sunland because they'd watch Sunland till I die. And I'm amazed that he's not actually there living with them and they haven't adopted him because they had, he found a kindred <laughs> spirit there. It was quite incredible. And he went from, I needed angry, something to pass the time for three hours on earth to, <laughs> I like everyone here. <laughs> it's quite incredible. <laughs> we, I, I needed something to pass the time and like i say alex, alex had his cap over his face and uh yeah it, it wasn't the most we weren't the most talkative of trios that day i think after that game because alex it was that that was a tough three-hour train journey back from sunderland to london oh. yeah and the rest of it yeah i think and then from that journey and so it was just it's such a long way to sunderland and then to lose it late on in the way that we did not having a shot on target was just not driving was, was a good decision because the drive would have been even worse. Like, and that's the day that the Sunday reporter um, kind of um, 
I wouldn't say a tat, but then sold basically Paul Lynch your football shit, basically. And Paul spoke Lynch spoke the harsh play. truths of Paul Lynch's football to his face, which fair play yeah. to him. It takes a, takes yeah. some balls to do that to Paul Lynch. Um, did it brilliantly, and um, yeah, he, he was completely right. In all honesty, yeah, I, just, I don't disagree. <laughs> basically, no, no, it's, it's very hard. I mean, yeah. I think you have to kind of like try and find some light times in this um, uh, podcast, I think, because, oh, dear me, there's still some bad stuff to come. And it's going to get worse. But weirdly, there was a moment when it actually got better, wasn't there? We all felt we're going to be OK after Blackpool. Possibly. I don't know. After after Cardiff, I felt very miserable once That's again. Because yeah, Cardiff man. in the last minute away from home, uh, we Matt and I went down. It was a Friday night. We went down there. and Terrible uh, weather. Yeah, terrible weather, rubbish game, football. Neither team looked like they were going to score. And I think after about an hour, Matt said, this is going to finish 1-0. Romain Sawyer's is going to score. 90-whatever it is, 91st, 92nd minute or something. And Cardiff score from outside the area. And who do you know who scored? It's Romain Sawyer's. And Reading have lost 1-0, not had a shot on target again, and looked absolutely miserable against one of the worst teams in the division last year. And if we but, don't but lose the game, the game being... we might well stay up because Cardiff only stayed up because of the points deduction. Mm-hmm. And obviously the swing of points there. Pivotal moment but, now, wasn't it? But 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 also, um, as Paul Lynch said about 20,000 times, that game could have been very different if there was a red card in the first half. You know? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, we might have had a shot. Not necessarily I, I, on target, but just I think, eight I think we, must, we must have had three shots. I think it was three or four shots that game. It was just dismal. Oh, and the only reason yeah, I thought... Did. Right. but the, 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 the only reason I thought Romain Sawyers would score was because I thought that Romain Sawyers, Sawyers always scored against us. Because I thought... I remember some Charlton games where he scored against us and a few other games where he was playing against us. Turns out, I don't. I think that was his first goal against us. Um, so not only did I predict him to score in the last minute, um, and he did... My reasoning was also founded on the fact that I thought that he was always good against Reading, which he wasn't. So, not a nice well, evening. Out, outside, okay, so you obviously have this perception that, that Romain Sawyer scores against Reading a lot. I feel like everybody has a player in their head when they can go to and say, okay, this player scores against Reading every time. And I think I everybody who answers it answers it with a different answer. Well, we're not going to be saying that this season because we're in League One. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I, was just I mean, generally, we would say in, like Naki Wells, wouldn't we? Even though it's not true. Exactly. Yeah. So many people would say Naki Wells. For me, it's Andy Johnson. Uh, I, I played, feel like every yeah, time he plays, go back. Yeah. You must have someone, Matt, from uh, from days gone by who you think always scores. I mean, yours was Romain Sawyers, I guess, even though he didn't <laughs> score against running that often. But yeah. Um, I remember never liking Tom Ince when he played against us. Yeah, but that's not liking and scoring is two different things, isn't it? Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what it was. It, but yeah, like N- N- Narky Wells was always that one. But like, 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 say he never played well against and never really scored actually against us. I can only remember one goal he scored um, against us. But yeah, yeah, everyone will have to let Jordan us know what Rhodes. their player is. Springs to mind for me. Who is that? Jordan Rhodes. Springs to mind. He always, uh, yeah. Yes. And he did, yeah. And he did this season for Blackpool, didn't he? Because he was the one that got the hat trick. Oh my god! Yeah. Speaking right. of Blackpool, hmm. we did actually beat Blackpool at the end of that little like terrible run against Cardiff and Sunderland away from home because we went back to the 
the SEL, beat Blackpool 3-1, and it was a really convincing victory. We were 3-0 up, up until the 95th minute or something like that ball. Tomint scored twice. Mm. Uh, Carroll scored a penalty. And after that game, we were, I think Matt said earlier, 13 points clear. We've got 13 games to go. And it almost looks like Reading a home and dry, kind of, at that point. Yeah, I, I definitely thought that we were safe. I'm sure I tweeted it. I'm sure I probably said it on the podcast, but little did we know what was to come. But I think that was also the game when uh, the Dolan was full of about six-year-olds and they all thought we'd scored from a free kick at the opposite end of the ground. I think it was that one. And that was that was quite a glorious moment there. I mean, bless them, but it, I did kind of enjoy it. We went on to win, so it didn't really matter. But... Yeah, I remember that game so clearly and coming out and thinking we were going to be safe. And I thought, wow, we've done it. We're going to stay up. And it was February. And you think, how have we managed this? Um, that that no. was probably one of the better, best Tom Ince performances of last season, really. Yeah, well, it's crazy to think that was our last win of the season. Our last one. Everyone listening, just absorb that in February. I know we all know this, but God, that is so... Oh, that is horrendous, isn't it? I mean, that's why you went why down. We went down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 why we went down. I think I I think that memory of the 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 goal that wasn't in the Dolan though. I think that was against Huddersfield earlier in the season. I I don't actually. I, it's a brilliant memory that though. So we laughed about it for quite some time afterwards. Um, don't yeah. ruin my story. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Um, I, that that Blackpool game though, it was. It, it looked all nice, but yeah, sadly, just wasn't to be after. Then there was, yeah, when 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 you're winning your last game in what was it February, you're only I'm going sure one way. Against Blackpool, I know we were three 0 up, but I don't no, remember. Blackpool were dreadful. Blackpool were dreadful, yeah. and that was actually that that was the game when Mick McCarthy said straight straight after he he, he answered like like uh, the journalist I think asked him like, can it get any worse worse than this, Mick? And he was like, oh, it can, it can, and. Little did what we know that? that kind that of was dreadful. Wow, it was my best Mick, Mick wow. McCarthy. Apologies. We, we need to clip that. Um, please put that out again because that is just yeah. Alex looks so offended by that, and I am as well. <laughs> that was a cool thing. Hopefully, we've got no kind of that is Christmas, and you got the card to practice that. <laughs> I, I will come back with a better attempt at it on our next podcast. No, don't I'll bother, go. don't bother. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll lose we'll lose listeners <laughs> but no like, like like little did we know though that mick mccarthy was actually talking about reading and the and the reporter was re- referring to reading them because um yeah it, i mean it really get worse than they were already down at that point but my god it got worse for reading and it stayed worse compared to blackpool so yeah we went on to lose four in a row um and at that those four losses in a row i don't really now i look at them kind of in, in in hindsight, Middlesbrough away when they were slowly pushing for the, the kind of top six at that point. Sheffield United at home, game against the team which ended up getting promoted. Millwall away, another team who were pushing for the playoffs. And Black, uh, Millwall at home, sorry, team pushing for the playoffs. And Blackburn away, a team pushing for the playoffs. We didn't score in the first three. And then the only goal we scored was Cassidy. You remember him? That's that's going to be another name which kind of just goes into the ether. His one and only goal for Reading against Blackburn away, and it was a you know a really good finish against um, against a team 
when we were 1-0 down and that was the equalising goal and it looked like we might actually get a point in that game until Blackburn won it late on. Me and you, Alex, though, like, like we, we we had a point there, though, and it was after Cardiff, to be honest, because after Cardiff, we said we're not going to another away game or we weren't going to do another couple because we just needed a break at that point. And I like I remember because I think that I, I went to I think it was Maidenhead Wrexham um, over that period, and I went to Maidenhead Older Shot as well um, over that period because uh, that 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 was a hideous time. Like like when you're talking of lows, I mean. I'm not sure I felt that done with away games as I did over that period and kind of not well post Cardiff. And yeah, I, I'd feel sorry for anyone that went up to, to Blackburn and um, Borough on those two games. Because, and even, yeah, then, Blackburn... even then we were still only what, four months in or five months into our winless run away from home. Wasn't even half. That wasn't even half of the length of how long it took us to win an away game. That was the golden era. Wasn't it? We still had like you know, <laughs> we still had whole city away at that point. They're like back to look back on, but yeah, oh god, the fact that it went on for so long and obviously much, much further into this season, it's just terrific, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, what obviously killed us in the first, in the end of last season was the points deduction. Just to get yeah, that. I mean, we, we're, we're, I mean, we're coming on to the points deduction yeah. now, right? I can't remember how many points clear after we had the points deduction. Cause it was a six point deduction. We got um, kind of late March, just after we played whole city going into the international break. And um, I think we were six, maybe seven points clear at that point. We were nine Somewhere. points clear after we played whole city. Nine points. Oh, okay. So we ended yeah. up with three and points, three points clear. After we had it was it was after it was after Bristol City because because we we all went to Bristol City and and it was still looming at that point because that's when Skybet put up um odds back on for um, Reading oh, relegation. Yeah, I they had, yes, we played we played Bristol City and we got the draw. Lucas Zhao scoring, mm-hmm. and then Skybet gave some crazy odds of like eight to one for us to get relegated. And um, oh, it was more than that. It was about it was about fourteen yeah, to one. Right, yeah. it was it was like eighteen to one. Mm. But we were seven, we were seven points above at that point. So then we had the six point, had the six point deduction, and obviously plummeted down the table. And the six point deduction last season, there's so many flipping point deductions, it's tough to keep track of which ones are which. But the six point deduction we got last season was basically there at the club essentially knowing that they wouldn't be able to stick to that business plan. And they tried their best, I think, to get around it, Paul. And from what Mark Bowen said at the end of the season, it was some crazy amount of money that they would have had to have sold players for, something like 12 million or 15 million pounds worth of players um, in order to stick to this business plan, which they were never going to be able to do because the squad had the squad had no value really last summer apart from what, two or three players, you know, you're looking at Mate, Zhao, who else? Puskas, perhaps, but he was out on loan anyway last season. That, that was kind of it. There wasn't a lot of, of value in that squad. So to sell players for that value was just never going to happen. And then they obviously discussed trying to sell the land around the car park, which the clubs still own at the moment, the last 25% of it. And I think the EFL must have gone back and forth, backwards and forwards on it a few times and then decided that actually, no, that doesn't count. You can't just, you know, sell more assets to be able to 
stick to this business plan and deducted us six points because we hadn't stuck to it. So it's it was another kind of like terrible moment really for for Dai Young, wasn't it? And not being able to follow any financial rules. Was it a terrible moment for Dai Young? Does he care? It's a terrible moment for the club and the fans, did isn't he, it? Did he notice yeah. really? Probably not. But you know what I mean. No. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's Neville, Neville, never another terrible show of complete disregard for the club, and yeah, let's not get dragged into that. But as a fan, it was absolutely horrendous. You always kind of like weirdly held out hope vaguely. I always thought it was going to happen, but there's that one percent of you that you hope you're completely wrong, and it doesn't happen. So when it came, I just felt the worst straight away was going to happen because the team just looked mentally weak anyway the fact that we, we have i mean this... we hadn't won by that point for two months yeah exactly and we're already on this massive run of no away wins i mean yeah. the signs were all there we weren't we were losing points when we were winning we couldn't score we weren't even having shots i mean the combination was there i mean defensively we looked a bit of a joke um yeah it, it was no surprise when ultimately it did cost us but you just hope that you're wrong and at some point a miracle happens. But the problem is we didn't need one miracle. We needed about two or three miracle games, didn't we, really, in reality? Well, I think we had six games left after the points deduction. Seven games. Seven games left after the points deduction in the end. Um, and we ended up only picking up, what, four points? Yeah. We went down by six. So, you know, we needed more wins, basically, and just never, never found them. But um, we went up to Preston, Matt, on, I want to say, I think it was good Easter Monday. Easter Monday. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it, it was it was a double header. You had Birmingham on the Friday, which was Birmingham and then Easter Monday, we went up to Preston. And Reading defended for their lives in that game. We never looked like winning, ever. Defended for our lives and looked like we were going to kind of like steal a point from Preston somehow. And... Mm. Oh, inevitably, I mean, this is, this is, I don't mean this was the first one, but it was another, kind of another one, I guess, of the, you know, chronicles of Reading conceding in the last minute with Potts scoring the 92nd minute. And I think basically all of the air just went completely out of the away end at that point. Well, it was, it was a weird game because you say that we never looked like winning it, but I mean, Ia Bishman got that really weird flick on goal, which I still don't really know how it went in. It was a dread, it was a Paul Lynn's goal. Right from the ball into playbook, that was just utter crap. Um, but then Ia Bisherman also had a chance to actually win it. I, I'm pretty sure in about 86th minute or so, because and and he and he missed it. I seem to remember it was a relatively simple chance. But that that goal, I mean, for anyone that doesn't remember, Taris Fauna, um, he had all the time in the world to just do anything with the ball, but Honestly, put it out it the corner. Ridiculous. He just and, sliced it. What we he he just completely whiffs it, completely whiffs it, and it just and everyone in that away and ask anyone that was there, every like I'm pretty sure even Paul Lintz and and the players on the pitch knew that knew that yeah yeah no no we're we're gonna lose this now um you know that 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 that's it we've given away a corner you know and this was someone's this by the way was someone's worst moment this year that that loss against Preston because it basically confirmed us getting relegated. I'd. I'd agree with that because because I like I remember and it it, it was that bad because I I remember we we walked out it was another somber 
trudged back to the car. And I think after about a minute of walking away from the stadium, I just turned to Alex and I just said, why, why, why don't we support a team like Man City? Why, why do we support Reading? Because this is just shit. This is utter shit. Why do we do this to ourselves? Um, yeah, and that that was just another one of those trudges back to the car, which we, we've had many, many of. It was but... misery, wasn't it? Just that it that was that was a miserable journey back from Lancashire. Oh, was did you still put Radio Berkshire on though, man? We actually did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 because we were so annoyed at Paul Ince at that point, and we were just like, I, I need to get more annoyed. We just needed. Yeah, so for people listening, Matt and I have like a, we have a bit of a back and forth as to whether we would like to listen to Radio Barkster or not. One of us wants to, I'll let you kind of work out who that is, and one of us does not after away games. Um, after the Preston game, however, I kind of gave in and said, yeah, fine, let's listen to BBC Berkshire because I want to hear what Paul Ince has to say about the fact that we've just lost in the last minute against Preston and we're basically fucked. Um, and they didn't speak to him, Matt. Uh, no, 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 no. They, I'm pretty sure they did because we ended up just absolutely shouting at the radio because he was he came up with some appalling comments again because because that that was the one where he said about Jurgen Klopp not being able to do better and and oh, everything. I'm pretty yeah, sure because yeah. couldn't do any better than me. Yeah, I think we just pulled into a petrol station at that point as well, um, or we were just pulling up to one, and um, yeah, it, it was. I mean, that was just the last of so many terrible interviews where Paul did everything but blame himself pretty much for for the situation. It's often the debate, isn't it, across the country and across Europe? Who would you prefer as manager? Paul Ince, Jurgen Klopp or Pep? I mean, it's, it's a, a tough, tough one, one isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, it really depends on the division that you're playing in. I've got to be honest. Does, yeah. 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 Yeah, you've got to look at the squad. You've got to look at who's the best and who's available. What I mean, Pep and, Klopp, Pep and Klopp don't have any experience in the championship. So I'm just... Or of relegation <laughs> fights. How to galvanise a team. It's a fair yeah, shout. It's a fair shout. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Has he ever managed... Have either of them ever managed Macclesfield? No, they haven't. Yeah? Hmm. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three days after that Preston game, Paul Ince, gone, sacked, Benito, done. He was out of there. Celebrations across Berkshire at that point as well. Well, kind of, yeah, but we were also kind of aware that we were buggered anyway now at this point, and it was basically like, Noel Hunter has to provide this spark from somewhere. Um, Let's not pretend that everyone didn't celebrate Paul Ince leaving, because like you say, Alex, I totally agree. Everybody thought that we were down, but it... uh, I think at the time I, I said we've gone from zero chance to 25% chance of staying up. Yeah. And yeah. it was just nice not to have to listen to Paul Ince, basically, wasn't it? That, that's what it was. Nobody wanted to hear yeah, him anymore. Yeah. Or watch the football that he it just created. It was just horrendous. That was all people wanted at that stage because because I mean like 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 I think you said twenty five I think I said to I said to Alex when we were impressed and it was like you know zero percent with Paul Ince and I mean even if it's Noel Hunt it's five percent ten percent maybe and you'd rather have that that was the hope it gave you you know um, something might happen um, but but yeah it never never quite materialised from there because um, it was it I think it was Burnley straight after that which was an interesting game in itself because we we drew that kept kept the 106 because that was the game they they were they were very unimpressed the Burnley fans after that game with the fact that Reading fans were celebrating that we kept the record you know give us some joy that was one of the few few highlights of last season despite the fact it's obviously like meaningless in the grand scheme of things but it was uh it was nice to be able to be the team that stopped them to get in the record I guess at the very least yeah, but Question we'd like to say um, uh, uh, no thanks for that performance, Burnley, against QPR. Mm, not, no. so, not so keen on that one at the end of the season. No. That game was that game did actually give us all some hope, though, I think, because of the fact that we played really quite well against Burnley. And it felt like, mm. oh, actually, you know what? Maybe we've got a chance. If we can somehow get a result against Luton in the midweek after that Burnley game and we're you know, we get to play Wigan, we get to play Huddersfield in the last two. We've got we've got a shot. And then, you know, we get to probably the um I mean it's it's we had a few people respond with this was the worst moment of the season was the the Luton game um oh, at home. And for a brief moment in that Luton game, it really honestly I felt like we actually would stay up. Uh Carol obviously scored 50 minutes in with a header from a corner. And then, what, three or four minutes after that, we've got another corner and the ball goes in the net again and Carroll gets himself sent off. And now you look back in hindsight, this this might go down as one of the stupidest red cards I think I'm ever going to see from a footballer. Obviously, you're going to see, you know, just like boneheaded decisions and whatnot from, from footballers. But this was just, this completely takes the biscuit in terms of that. Um, to punch the ball into the net at 1-0 up in a critical relegation fight. And you think, what are you doing? Now you're going to miss the rest of the season. That's his last game because he's now suspended. And just complete idiocy. 
Um, there's a few people who put this down as their kind of worst, you know, worst moment. Carroll sending off felt that turned the game and the opportunity for any survival chances that we had. Um, it's it, it was just rubbish, wasn't it? Andy Carroll's goal against Luton when the ball hits the net for that second time. This person thought we'd stay up and then there came the goal being disallowed and Carroll's red card. And by that point, you know that we're doomed. It's, it was such a screen of emotion. Like, we all celebrated, didn't we? We all celebrated that goal. Yeah, the 30-second you know, emotion. Unless you're in the Doland, you would have seen it very clearly. And I wasn't. I was in the East Stand for that one. And going from elation of being 2-0 up in a game, which is a minor miracle for us in that part of the season, to, oh, no, the absolute fuckwit is actually handballed it in. So not only have we not got a goal, We've also got him being sent off, which means that we're going to be completely dominated by Luton, which I don't think we really were in that game until that moment. And it was inevitable that Luton were going to score at some point. And that just condemned it. For me, is one of the worst moments as a Reading fan because it was just complete stupidity. And people afterwards were saying, oh, you know, I don't blame him for trying. No, it was fucking stupid. I remember people saying he's a bit mental behaviour doing that. I will never forgive him for that. It was completely stupid to do that. He put himself above the team there. He thought, oh, I can get away with this. No, it was... Ah, oh, it's just... Conceded I'm, not over, it. I'm not over it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I remember afterwards people saying, oh, he'd be a hero if we, you know, if we, if it if it counted. Like, but he yeah, didn't. It he didn't get it away with it. <laughs> Yeah, um, Andy Carroll goes into my long list of footballers that I never wish to watch football again because red red listed know, people in your books. <laughs> genuinely, he's in the black book. I never want to watch him play football ever again. Um, just you know, just a bad footballer in general, and but, a self, yeah. selfish teammate as well. Frankly, if you ask me, but we don't need to get too too deep into the Andy Carroll slander. Um, we did that plenty last year. Um, We've got, still got more to come on Andy Carroll in the part two, so it will come back up again. Oh, fantastic. Can't wait for that. <laughs> We've got Coventry City and then Wigan and Huddersfield. Let's, the, the game against Coventry, I know it's not a big moment, but the moment of this game was actually not in Coventry. It was actually in Burnley, and where QPR managed to win their game against Burnley 1-0, touching the ball about four times in the entire match with one of them being like a 20-yard screamer. I think it was 12% or something. They had the ball this game, Matt, from memory. It, it was, was really low. It was something like it was It was hideous. And um, it, it, well, it was 2-1 and they won it in the last minute because um, I remember we were all watching it on our phones. 19% um, possession. I've just found it. They had 19% possession in that game. Um, and Burnley may be getting their own backs on us um, for whatever they took from not being good enough to beat 106 not our fault Burnley you know he didn't even did they hit 100 points I'm not even sure they hit 100 points in the end um but yeah like every so many fans had moments where they knew that Reading were done Preston was it pretty much for me Paul Luton maybe for you um you know after what you've said but Coventry just just compiled it and like I remember sitting in the in in the car park 
just after that game with, with, with the Alex because it was another it was another one of those which we sat in the car for about five minutes before going because we were just we were just like I just I don't even want to move yet and <laughs> and I remember starting to look at the League One table and thinking that and I think my my comment to you Alex was that we're like we're not even going to be battling for playoffs next year we're going to be mid table we're going to be in the in the likes of Cheltenham and Port Vale's and to be fair I was right being with Bristol, them Bristol just not Rovers. in the midfield Bristol Rovers yeah like. Oh my that 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 was that 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 was the yeah like I I'd already kind of accepted relegation like I say from Preston because Preston that that was it you know for me even if we had you know a five ten percent chance you're not likely going to be staying up but Coventry I remember looking at, at at League One and seeing some of the teams that would be playing and it was just like yeah this is going to be a tough gig for that year. Coventry game as well. Um... We actually got the Lucas Shell got an equaliser, very good like equaliser. And then someone's put on their worst moment of the year here was Ben Hamer's goal for for Coventry just after Zhao equalises because you couldn't pretend you couldn't even hide away from the fact that there was a chance at that point. It was like, okay, we're now going to have to win both of our last two games and hope for a miracle. Essentially, Coventry was so much better that day as well. Like, I mean, like, like I remember watching that and and we looked. <sighs> okay defensively but we were dominated by by commentary i remember watching yokerez that day and thinking that he's just a level above like he was fantastic for for commentary that day and you just looked at it and you and it was just like the the air had kind of been sucked out from the the Noel hunt bounce quite possibly by you know the luton game you know in the week leading up to it not an unfair comment i think and yeah you, you were looking at those those games QPR was always the team you're looking that like that we were going to catch and they were now kind of they had enough room because I think they were about four points above at that point Huddersfield had 20 games in hand on us at that point as well I think it was two games in hand but like you know they had games in hand on us which inevitably they both go on to win both games um anyway but yeah it was that 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 was a point where I think most just thought yeah you're gonna have to beat Wigan which some people thought possible but going to Huddersfield at the end, yeah. I think we went to the Wigan game with like it wasn't necessarily a chance, but it was like we knew we had to win against Wigan realistically because that was the only way we could be above Huddersfield. Otherwise, we had no shot of being above them going into the final day um, because they had those two games in hand. And we just about like we were just about keep in touch with Rotherham as well if we won, and, and maybe somehow drag them into the battle, and then. It was just one of those Reading performances of the last five, six years when we play a big game at home and we just don't turn up. Never looked like scoring. Never looked like scoring that day. Until until we did score, of course. But yeah, yeah, we did did score in the end, in the 93rd minute. In a relatively goal against Wigan, but I think for so many people, that must go down. As I mean, I'm looking at the list at the moment, but the draw against Wigan and the realization that things were completely out of our hands at that point, and that relegation was, you know, most likely not someone's worst moment of the year. Wigan at home, then knowing that relegation was all but confirmed. That's the seems to be almost copied and pasted about three or four times here. 
Um, QPR also won that day and that kind of that that took them out of the equation then as well. So then it was literally us. I think it was Rotherham who had Wigan on the last day and Huddersfield yeah. who had two games in hand. Rotherham had 46, Huddersfield had 44, but they had their two games in hand against Cardiff and Sheffield United, I think it was. And then we had the game against Huddersfield left and that was it. And mm. basically we, we went into the that, you know, last game with a oh maybe we like maybe we can but Huddersfield obviously had the games in hand before then and it was a case of like okay well Huddersfield I think Huddersfield played Sheffield United uh it, well, it was Cardiff on the Cardiff on the Sunday Cardiff on the Sunday and then Sheffield and they ended United up beating both of them end up beating both of them and completely like leaving us in the dust I think they finished about 18th in the end Huddersfield that weren't even yeah. you know, worried about relegation in the end and we you know, in almost, I don't want to say typical Reading fashion, Paul, because we actually, we don't get relegated that often in reality. But it felt very Reading to get relegated when we weren't even playing. Let's hope we don't get relegated too often. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As we sit here, you know, <laughs> things are not looking too good. Oh, God, I've taken us to a very dark place. Yeah, yes, I but it was. I should <laughs> it was it was so us yeah and it kind of summed up the season didn't it really um we're not even involved with it we didn't deserve to be we were so bad i know there was the points deduction but the points deduction was after years of mismanagement and all that kind of shit that we've talked about before many times but it was fitting i, I totally agree time caught up on us yeah, because we should be relegated I mean, in before. When you look at when you look at this first half of the year from January up until May, we played twenty-two games, I think, in the league, something like that. Twenty-two, yeah, twenty-two. Scored fourteen points. I mean, even before you take into account the fact that we had a points deduction, that's going to send you down anyway. 14 points in half a season is not anywhere near enough um, to keep you in a division. I mean, we but, look at this first half of the year that we've had this year and we think we're doing badly, but we we actually have scored more points in this first half of the season than we did in the second half of last year. But there was one very final, there was one final irony of last season. It might be a good point to sign it off at. What what was what was what was his words through the season, Mister Paul Ince? Get to fifty points. Get to fifty points. Fifty points, and you'll be fine. How many points did we score? Minus points deductions. Fifty points. Would it have made us safe? Yes, on goal difference. That hurts. <laughs> that really, really hurts. Oh. Uh, wrap yeah. this one up, Alex, please. And yeah, I'm glad that that's just proved that Paul Ince was right all along and the 50 points is all we had to do. So that's oh, good. Paul Ince being right is not how I want to end this podcast. It really isn't. No. Yeah, I'm not going to look back on that first six months with many fond memories. No, I there did... wasn't really. No, there, I mean, there the really one... wasn't. I mean, what did we win two games? Yeah is good with your mates and everything but that was it got absolutely horrific doesn't it there was no hope the owner was terrible the club was a complete mess we couldn't win away we couldn't win at home we had no shots we had a manager that most of us really didn't like at all 
it was just the worst, wasn't it? Really, you even mentioned the fact that we had a points deduction in uh, not a points deduction, sorry, late wages in April just before the Wigan game, 24 hours mm-hmm. before it. Didn't like that's how bad things are. That's like we, I mean, we've just gone through six months, basically uh, five months of football, and we've talked about two wins. Well, the one the one positive that I can think of, and I've got a question off the back of this, was 106 and being able to keep it against Burnley. But would you would you have thrown away the 106 to have stayed up last would, year? 100%. Just, yeah. I'll be honest, this sounds maybe, you know, not proud or whatever. I don't care about it enough to have got relegated in any way whatsoever. Leicester will probably yeah. do it this year anyway. Just from a purely financial sense, it makes complete sense to stay up. Yeah, 100%. 106% even. I would have stayed up. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, Paul. Let's sign this one off because this is just fucking depressing, isn't it? Like, we're just wasting our time here talking about yeah. Reading. But it gets better. Come back for part two. It's <laughs> <laughs> better. Please do download part two because, uh, you know, this one, if you thought this one was good, then part two is even better. Um, yeah, if you've enjoyed it, do download part two, which we've got going up at the same time as this we one, take so. no responsibility for your mood after listening to this we really, really, don't. We're really sorry good. it's not us it's the club it's the owners. yeah i really hope you had a good christmas listening to this like because this is not the way to start christmas apparently. this is the east enders uh christmas day uh episode isn't it we we basically just take you to a place you did not want to go and even further and i don't know I don't have the theme tune to end it off, unfortunately. But yeah, let's end it there. We'll we'll speak to everybody in part two. We get to discuss summer and not winning away still and still looking bad and still being at the bottom of the table. It's going to be great. Can't wait. So download that one and we will crack on with part two.